Well, uh, back in the day, Buddy and I, when we were younger, we would go to the Redskins games, and we loved that. And we even got in trouble one time by our pastor because we weren't in church that morning. Uh, so that was in the past. And, and we learned as we got older that our TV was really nice, you know, and to kind of stay on the sofa. But he's at the Redskin game today. And, and why not? Because Dexter invited him. So I don't know exactly. Last time I talked with him, they were walking into the stadium. So I think they're going to have a good time. He said he was getting all kinds of texts from people because I told the first service. So they're having a blast there. And uh, I just got back from Iceland. I still can't believe it. <laughs> that, I, I'm telling you, it is God really showed off when he created the heavens and the earth there. Uh, you know, Greenland is ice and Iceland is green. You know that, right? They named Greenland so it would deter everybody to go to Greenland and not to Iceland because they thought it was ice, but it's really not. It's Greenland that's ice. So... <laughs> So anyway, it is, it is so beautiful and completely different than what I ever thought it was. Well, my brother, I travel with him, and uh, he's, he kind of seems like things just work out for him. And uh, we just happened to be in this little village. It wasn't so little. It was on a lake. Uh, when we, when we, it was Saturday night, and we saw this church outside our window, and we said, good, we'll go to church in the morning. And then um, they told us there was the annual sheep roundup. And the day before that, we saw uh, this strange thing happening. We saw this man stop on the road. A sheepdog got out. They got in the field. Then we saw a horseback guy. And then we saw a whole bunch of people. We looked all around. There were people everywhere. They were herding these sheep. And apparently what they do the day before, all the farmers go out and they herd these sheep because they're, they're all over Iceland, even in the rem remote areas. Sheep are everywhere. And so they were rounding them up. And the next morning, what they did was they rounded them all up and put them in a corral. And there's probably five, six, seven thousand sheep. I mean, sheep were everywhere. It was amazing. And so I'm standing there and I'm videoing it. And it's like I'm getting the biggest kick. Now, this video you're going to see is not the one because I was standing there and all these, these faces of sheep are looking at me and they're all saying one word. What is it? Yes. And so, but they all say it at different pitch levels. So you've got some that are going, and then you go, you know, and I, I don't know if you can pick that up, but when you watch this video, I want everybody, <laughs> I've done this with people in the booth, and I did it the other night at the meetup, and I did it uh, last night and in the last service, so it's really kind of fun. So when you watch this video, I want you to get your sheep bad voice, okay? You guys are going to be really good at this. <laughs> okay, so here we go. does something to me. Okay, so you, do you have your sheep? No, we don't all do it at the same time. Uh, we do it kind of at different times. But you know, in the Bible, Jesus talks a lot about sheep, right? And he says, all we like sheep have gone astray. And it was true about the sheep. And you know, they also, I don't know, sheep, they're interesting. But anyway, okay, let's do our best. And I thought, how fun would it be to have a whole group of people 
doing this bath thing. Because we are sheep, right? We're like his sheep. And he's the shepherd. So here we go. You got your bad voice? Here we go. Go ahead. Bah. 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 I think we've got rowdier sheep over on this side. For some, maybe more. Isn't that fun? That's crazy. Well, that has nothing to do with the message today. <laughs> I wasn't even going to do it. I wasn't even going to talk about my trip. But last night uh, at, seven, um, at the Saturday night service, we don't have quite as much time. So I just got into the message and Buddy was here and he said, hey, what about the sheep thing? And so it's turned into something kind of fun. Anyway, do you guys remember that movie, As Good As It Gets? Yeah, almost every service people have. And it's kind of like, you know, sometimes our lives are like that. It's like, well, I guess this is just as good as it gets. Um, but did you know that God desires more for your life than that? That he wants you to have a blessed life, a blessed life. Now, logically, we can say, well, I know that. But we don't tend to really, truly get that. And this week and next, Buddy's going to bring the message next week. In just two weeks, we're going to look at what the Bible says about living the blessed life. Now, that's with a capital T, a capital B, a capital L. Everybody say, the blessed life. The blessed life. Now, this is not a prosperity message. This is not going to be, oh, if you do all of this, then you're going to get all of that. The truth is that if... If we never got another blessing, if none of us ever got another blessing, we have still lived a very, very blessed life. If you have food in your fridge, which probably most of us do, if you have clothes on your back, which as I'm looking out here, I see no nudity, <laughs> that's a good thing. If you have clothes on your back, if you have a roof over your head, if you crawled out of a bed this morning, if you got in a shower, you are, you are richer than 75% of the people in the world. That means that we are in the top 25% of the richest people in the world. If you have any money at all in the bank, even $5, if you have a little bit of money in your wallet, even if you have spare change in a dish somewhere, you are wealthier than 92% than of the people in the world. We are in the, the top 8% of the wealthiest people in the world if we simply have that. We forget about that, don't we? We forget about how blessed we really are. Now, the Bible says that everything, everything that we have is a gift from God. Without his blessing, we'd have nothing. It's hard to remember that, isn't it? Because sometimes we think, well, I've worked really hard for what I've got. Or um, I deserve this because of how hard I worked. But in reality, if God had not given what we have, we would have nothing. The Bible says, out of the fullness of his grace... He's blessed us all, giving us one blessing after another. Every one and everything in life comes from God. 
We might think that we got that ourselves. Think about talents. Every talent that every human being has ever had has been given by God. Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Tiger Woods, Jody, you, whatever talent has been given has been given by God. They've been all given by God's loving grace. Robert Louis Stevenson said, there's nothing in the universe but God's grace. God's grace has showered mankind with blessings. Now, whether people give him credit at all or not, you know, sometimes you'll see people, I thank you, Jesus, or give, uh, but whether people give credit to him or not, everything is God's blessing. And then he gives us these incredible gifts, and he says, now you get to choose what you're going to do with that. You get to choose. Now, I want to make a difference. There's a difference between the blessings given and living under God's spiritual blessing. There's a difference. And today we're going to look at four biblical beliefs to living the spiritually blessed life. The first one is this. The blessed life is lived through Christ. Everything that God does in us, for us, through us, with us, everything that he does is because of Jesus Christ. Do you ever think about that? Everything that he does is because of his son, Jesus. The blessed life, the blessed life is wrapped up in a relationship with Christ. In Ephesians, it says this. It says, through Christ, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer. Did you catch that? He's already blessed us with what? Everything that heaven can offer. And why would he do that? Because when we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, you and I become joint heirs. Do you know what that means? Joint heirs means that we inherit everything that Jesus inherits as he's there in heaven, seated at the right hand of his father. That means that we receive what he receives, that kind of blessing. We enter into the blessed life when we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ because, you see, God has made Jesus the source of all blessings. I'm telling you, it was... Our eyes could hardly take what we saw. And the first thing we ran into was this gigantic waterfall. And uh, it, was just, it was just beautiful. And we saw that there were some steps up the mountain. This mountain was huge. And so we decided that we were going to climb up that mountain. And I thought, I just want to see over the top of that mountain. I want to get to the top of the mountain and see where that water is coming from. Because I was just curious, where is all that water coming from? So we climbed up that mountain. And when we got up there... It was another river that was leading somewhere else. And the water was coming from somewhere. And it's just as, as God is saying, Jesus Christ is the source of all of that blessing. Now, that's exactly the opposite of other religions. Because other religions will look to rule-keeping, keeping regulations or, or rituals as their source of blessing. You work really, really hard and then you'll receive blessing, whatever it is that you're looking for. But God says when we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the source of the blessed life. It's a person. It's not hard work. It's not what we do. It's not being good. The source 
is Jesus Christ, a person. And the Bible says God's ready to give blessings to all who come to him. And what that means is that God just patiently waits. He patiently waits for us to come to him so that he can bestow the blessed life in our lives. So if you aren't already in a relationship with Jesus Christ, I would suggest today that before you leave this place, that you find out what that means. That you, if you're not ready today, that you consider it and you begin to allow him to draw you into that. Because only the blessed life can be found as Jesus Christ is the source. And you can do that before you leave. But many of others of you may say, yes, I've entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I hope that by the time, by the end of this message, that every single person, whether they're online or in here, will know the next step to take in order to live the blessed life because God desires that for you. He desires it for me. He wants that for his children. The second biblical belief to living the blessed life is being fully surrendered to God. Now, when you look at blessed lives in the Bible, you don't have to go very far because Mary, the mother of Jesus, is a great example Mary, the mother of Jesus, whom an angel from heaven declared, was greatly blessed. Mary was blessed. Now, why did God choose, of all women in the Bible, why did he choose Mary to be the mother of the Savior? What a blessed and honored uh, place for this young woman to be. Why did he choose Mary? Well, when the angel went to Mary, the angel told Mary, the angel said, you know, Mary, this is going to be tough. This is going to be difficult. People are going to want to stone you. People are not going to like you very well. You're going to have now, literally didn't put all of these in there, but this is what the angel was saying. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be painful. And do you know what Mary answered with? She said, I'm the Lord's servant. Let everything that you've said happen to me. She didn't say, well, I'll do that, God, if you don't make me ride that donkey for a lot of miles, or I'll do that, God, but I just want to kind of hold on to this one little part of my life. No, she said, I'm yours, God. That's total surrender to God's plan. Surrendering is like, you know, we people, we kind of, not literally, but subconsciously, we hold on to these things that are so important to us in our life, our children, our future, our plans, what we think, uh, or our money, or what we think that we need in our lives. We, we just hold on to that, and we try to figure things out, and we work so hard. But what this is saying to us is that surrender is opening up and pouring out and saying, God, I put my plans to the side. And I trust you so much that you know me better than I do. You can see my future. You love me. You care about me. And so, God, I'm going to put what I want down. I'm going to lay it down. And I'm going to trust in you. And I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And I can remember when I was 26 years old and I came to an altar and I knelt down and I gave God the two most precious things to me. They meant the most to me, and that was my daughter and my marriage. And I made a commitment that day that I was going to go his way and not my own. 
And believe me, that has not been a cakewalk. That has not been easy because I've been faced with situations where I have to choose again. Am I going to go his way or am I going to hold on to doing it the way that I think it needs to be done? Full surrender says, God, I give it all to you. All that I am, all that I ever hope to be, it's yours. And I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be led by your Holy Spirit. I'm going to look to your word. I'm going to listen to you on a daily basis because that's what it takes in order to have your plans for my life. You know, I wanted to be an architect. I loved those blueprints and I loved those drawings and I loved the smell of lumber. Going to get Buddy some lumber cologne. That's... <laughs> if anybody runs across that, would you get that for him? Uh, but I wanted to be an architect from the time I was in seventh grade until I was a sophomore in college, and that didn't work out. And I kicked and screamed, and I didn't like it, and I kind of drifted away from God. And it wasn't uh, just a few years ago when someone said, you know what, it's interesting because God has made you an architect of souls. I would have never chosen that for myself, never. I was a little off. But when I gave that to God, he knew much better for me. And so instead of bricks and mortar, I get to invest in telling people about Jesus Christ. And I couldn't, I would never have guessed that for myself. I would have never done that. But what a great honor it's been for me. And that's what surrendering means. And we hold on to those things in our lives because somehow, subconsciously, we think we know better than God. And it's like jumping off of a cliff. I'm telling you, it's like jumping off of a cliff and thinking that you're going to die when you land. But the reality of it is you never do because when you jump and when you risk, God's going to catch you every time, every time. I'm not dead yet. That's surrender. Surrender is the pipeline through which God's best and greatest blessings will flow through us. If you want to live the blessed life, there has to come a time. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you want to live the blessed life, there has to come a time where you pray that prayer of surrender, where you give it all to God, where you give your whole life and you're saying to him, I trust you more than I trust my own human thinking. I trust you more than my feelings. I trust you more than my logic. I trust you more than my own understanding. I trust you, God. I can't see you, and it doesn't seem like you're going to work this out, but I trust that you will because your word tells me that when I live in that relationship with you and when I surrender my life to you, that you've got this. You've got it. The blessed life, there has to be a time when we acknowledge him as our master. You know, every time I say that word, I think of, I dream of Jeannie. Remember that show? She always walked around calling him master. And I think, well, that'd be fun, walking around calling Buddy master. <laughs> hey, master. But Buddy's not my master. I've made Jesus Christ my Lord. And so I look to him, and he's my master. And that means that he's free to change me. No longer do I pray, God, would you just change Buddy? <laughs> no, it's change me because that's more difficult. And he's done that. He's free to change our plans, and he's free to lead us in his direction. That kind of humble and honest commitment has to happen in order to live the blessed life. 
The blessed life says, God, everything that I am is yours. I hold nothing back from you. Just like Mary said, may it be as you said. He didn't say it's going to be a problem-free life. He didn't say there wouldn't be difficulties and that you wouldn't cry and that you you wouldn't call out to him. But he did say that he'll be with you every step of the way. And you're guaranteed those promises. You need to know what his promises are because he cannot lie. He will keep his word to you. It shows we trust him. It changes the course of our living. It's what Jesus calls the abundant life. Life to the fullest. We're blessed. And we have this covering. And we're guaranteed those promises. If he says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, then no weapon formed against you will prosper. If he says, I will uphold you in my righteous right hand, he will hold you and he will protect you. If he says, put him first in your life and all of these things will be added to you, you can bank on it. If he says, you don't have to worry about money, Because if you put me first, I'm going to take care of every need that you have. The question is, do you trust that? Are you willing to jump off of the cliff and believe that in him? You'll never know until you do. You'll never know until you watch and you do it. There's no sweeter place to be because see what happens when you surrender and you're in that relationship with him, you're in unity with the Father with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you this, when your life is raging all around you and there's chaos and the circumstances are not the way that you'd like them to be, there is no sweeter place than the joy and the peace of the blessed life. And he wants that for every single one of us. Another biblical belief to living the blessed life is to expect God's blessing by faith. It's about living by faith. God blesses people in a relationship. God blesses people who make him Lord and master. But he blesses those who live by faith. The Bible says only faith can guarantee the blessings that we hope for. Do you hear that? Only faith. Not going to church. Not being a really nice person. Not doing good things. Not by living by our feelings. Only faith, only faith, only faith, believing in what we cannot see will guarantee the blessed life. Are you living there? The heart of God is moved when we trust him and when we put our faith in him instead of our feelings, our logic, or our own understanding. That's generally what we tend to be guided by. I feel like a terrible person. Well, I must be. No, those are your feelings. I want A plus B to equal C. This is not lining up. That's your logic. Can't you understand me? No. We want that. We humans want that. And we operate by that. And we get led by that. But God says there's another way. You live by faith. You find out what my word says. I cannot break my promises. They are guaranteed to you as you live the blessed life. As you live by faith and not by sight. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
Don't you want to please God? I got to tell you, I've been in some situations where I had to choose between pleasing people and pleasing God. And I knew that if I pleased God, these people would not like this at all. But I had to please God. If you've ever been there, it's one of the toughest places to be. But as you walk with him and you're in unity with him, um, and, and we have to ask, so you mean every time I'm not choosing faith, if I'm worrying, every time I'm not choosing faith, every time I'm trusting myself, I'm not pleasing God? Well, Romans says everything that doesn't come from faith is sin. Ouch. That's a big ouch. And I have to ask, how many times have you sinned this week? By trusting in something other than his word or living in that relationship with him. Anytime we're not trusting God by faith, we sin. And we're going to miss the blessed life. In 2 Corinthians, it says, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything. Do you understand that promise? He will allow you to be ready for anything and everything that comes into your life as we're in that relationship with him because he pours on the blessings and he prepares us for those times. Are you entering into those situations in your life without his covering, without his blessing? We can live in that blessed life as we live by faith in him. What are you expecting from God by faith? Matthew says, according to your faith, it'll be done to you. Does that mean that whatever you're expecting is what will be done to you? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you're expecting from God will be done for you according to your faith. Every time God does a miracle, somebody's life, somebody trusted him and his word. Are you trusting him? Or do you trust your feelings, your logic, or your own understanding? Our responsibility is to have faith in him. And what he says that he'll do, anything else is getting in God's way. Is your marriage in trouble? You're considering a divorce knowing that God hates divorce? Or do you trust God enough that he might show you another way out instead of that? Are your finances in a mess? Do you trust God that he'll keep his word, that he says if you put him first, then he'll meet every need that you have. It's like jumping off a cliff and thinking that it's all gonna turn out horrible. But when we trust him, we jump off of that cliff and trust that his promises will cover us and keep us and catch us. Do you have a health scare? Are you living in that fear? Oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? Or are you trusting that God's got this? You're in that sweet spot that even though your circumstances around you will, will cause you to, to be fearful, you're choosing not to go in that direction. You're choosing to put your faith and your trust in him. Do you have wayward children? I was walking out the other day and someone came in and she said, oh man, my kids, I just, the choices that they were making were, she said, I just don't know what to do. And I said, are you trusting God in that? Are you listening for him? Can you get out of the way? You know, I'm a, I'm a person that likes to figure things out. I'm a logical person. I, I love to figure things out. And, and this week, God just reminded me because there was something, and I said, man, I gotta figure that out. And just like that, 
the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's not for you to figure out. That's for me to lead you. And I tell you, I had to confess that, and I had got, God, I'm sorry, because I tend to get way out ahead of you, and I try to think that I can figure this out on my own, when in reality, it's the Holy Spirit and his word and his guidance that I need in my life. So I hit my knees, and I've allowed the Holy Spirit to lead me in that this week and not figure it out at all. And it's amazing how you begin to notice things in your life and how you begin to experience more joy and more peace when you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Maybe it's time to quit trying to figure things out and start placing your faith and your trust in him. That's where the blessed life is. Will you trust God with it? God blesses people who trust him, who expect, expect his blessing by faith. The last biblical belief that we're gonna look at to live the blessed life is to share God's blessing with other people. You know, God didn't just bless us so we would enjoy these blessings. He blessed us to be a blessing to someone else so that he can bless us so that we can be a blessing to someone else. He didn't do it just so that we would feel good or look like a good person or just kind of enjoy all of this. It was to enjoy and to bless others. I love the scripture. It says, God's ready to overwhelm you with more blessings than you could ever imagine. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? We say, yeah, 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 this is as good as it gets. Or are we living by faith in the truth of that than you could ever imagine so that you'll always be taken care of in every way? and you'll have more than enough to share. How many times do we worry about not having enough? How many times are we worrying about not getting what we want? When it clearly says, if we live by faith, we take him at his word, and it says he'll give us more than enough to share. God will bless us abundantly so that we could bless others. And you say, oh, I don't have an abundance. Yeah, you do. Remember? We talked about how we're in the top 8%. We talked about how we're in the top 25% of all people in the whole world. Maybe that change that you have in that, in that dish, or maybe that extra coat, or maybe just a kind word. We, we are, we're blessed. We've been blessed abundantly, so we can't use that for an excuse. When you give, God fills in the, the gaps. Now, many of you know that. How many of you know that when you give, God fills in the gaps? And for the rest, if you don't know, step out. Just check it out. Just try it. You hear us every week saying, if you put God first, he will take care of every need that you have. We're blessed. Try trusting him. Share. And then watch. Jesus says, more blessings come from giving than from receiving. If you want God's blessed life, be a blessing. Be a blessing to someone else. You know, one of the reasons, one of the things about depression is you get so self-focused. You're all concerned about your own problems. And one of the first things that I suggest for people to do is start reaching out. Start getting their eyes beyond themselves. Do a simple little thing for someone else. And so I want to challenge you this week. I gave, I'm, I'm giving four simple little practical ways that you could bless somebody else. First of all, with something that you're good at. How many of you here know something that you're good at? Yeah? 
you can, the rest of you, you're good at something. You got, you got to figure that out. No, I'm just kidding. Ask the Holy Spirit. He'll show you. You're good at something. See, that tells me that if you don't know what you're good at, find, what, find out what that is. That's your first step. Find out what that is. And the rest of you can share, maybe share that with other people. Um, share with others what you've learned through a painful experience in life. How many people have had a painful experience in your life? You can use that. That wasn't given in, in your life just to make you miserable. You experienced that so that you could help somebody else through a, a painful situation like that. Give, somebody, uh, give something that you have away to somebody who needs it. I mean, good grief, I've got a ton of stuff at my house. Not just the stuff that I don't want, but something that uh, is valuable to me. We can give those things away. But do you know what the greatest blessing, and probably fewer of you have ever experienced this than any of the others, the greatest blessing to give anybody is to share Jesus Christ. Um, there's no greater blessing. I walked out into the lobby, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess, and uh, uh, this man just became a local minister, just got his license, and uh, he works with middle school. And he was out there, and I, he's kind of reserved and shy, and he was just beaming. And I said, what's up? What's going on? I mean, I had to ask because I could tell something was going on. And he said, I just got to lead two middle schoolers to Jesus. And he was blown away. There is no better place than to be than there. I was, uh, when we were at that sheep corral, there was uh, a two ladies there. They were from the West Coast taking pictures, and we struck, struck up a conversation. And uh, she said, what are you guys doing here? And I told her about my uh, brother and I and how we do our no regrets trip and how the people in our family, there were seven of us, and now there's only two of us, the two of, two of us, and how we do this no regrets trip because we know one of us is going to leave the other. And when that happens, we want no regrets. We can say we did it. We got the most out of life. And I saw her, she just welled up with tears. And I said, because I was just telling her a story. And I said, what touched your heart so much? And she said, I, I'm just so sorry for your loss, for all your losses. And she said, it's amazing to me that you're, that you're doing this that you're not focusing on what you don't have, but you're taking what you do have and you're making the most of it. And I said, thank you so much. It was just a, a really moving time. And she said, don't you get scared that you're gonna lose other people in your life? And I said, yeah, I, I do. I really do, but I don't allow myself to live there. I choose not to live in the fear because I've got a deep faith in God. And I know that he's seen me through those five or six or seven other deaths. And I know he'll see me through again, not that I ever want that to happen, but I trust God. And I know that he's there for me. So I was able to share my faith in Jesus Christ with her. And we had such a, a nice moment there and it was just such a beautiful time. And, and I think, if you think about this, just think for a moment, what would happen if as believers in Jesus Christ, we really believed this 
And then we lift it out. That each one of us, whatever next step you need to take to live in that blessed life, that we would live that kind of life, that we would just radiate and somebody would ask us, what's that all about? And you could share that with them. If we really believed and we took that step, what step do you need to take? Because I suspect as you've sat there and you've listened to these four ways to live the blessed life, to live through Jesus Christ, to live a surrendered life, to live a life of faith, and to live a life to share, that you know what step you're at and what step you need to take. And my prayer for you is that you would be obedient and take the next step because God so desires that we all live the blessed life. You know, I think of my life and I'm so blessed. I get to travel the world and there have been so many good things. There have been a lot of difficult things. But I'm so glad that that's not what my life is all about. That's not why my life is blessed, although those are blessings. My life is blessed because I know Jesus. And because my life is his. And he's my master. And I don't have to rely on my own understanding. I can rely and trust his word. And if there's a promise that I need going through a difficult time, I can bank on it that he's got that promise for me. And I gotta tell you, there's no better place than to share Jesus and to come in here on a weekly basis to see the different faces and to see some that are here all of the time and to share Jesus with one another. And I challenge you, take that next step, whatever it is. Because the blessed life will radiate from who you are. It doesn't mean that you won't cry or have difficult times. But you can live in this sweet place of love and forgiveness. He saves us. He sets us free from sin. And he changes us to look more like him. And that's all by his wonderful grace. Because he loves us so much and he wants that for us. That is the blessed life. And I got to tell you, when you experience that blessed life, you can't help but be grateful. You can't help but be thankful for what he's done. And so in these last moments that we have, let's stand together. We're going to worship. And I asked Jody if we could do this song because it's just kind of my personal praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for what you've done for me. The altar's open or the, up here if you want to come and pray to ask God to help you take that next step. I don't know what he wants to do in your life. It doesn't matter. All I know is that his presence is here and he wants us to live the blessed life.